Welcome to the Lead On Podcast. This is Jeff Orge, the president of Gateway Seminary, talking with you once again about practical issues related to ministry leadership. Well, today I want to talk with you about creativity in leadership. Creativity in leadership. And to begin with, I want to define two words that are somewhat related but have a slightly different meaning, but then talk about how they work together. Creativity is the ability to formulate new, original, or innovative ideas to accelerate the fulfillment of your mission. That's what I mean by creative creativity in ministry leadership. It's the ability to formulate new, original, or innovative ideas to accelerate the fulfillment of your mission. Now you're thinking, well, I'm not sure that's me. You may instead be a person that practices resourcefulness more than creativity. Now, the definition of resourcefulness is the ability to adapt existing ideas to accelerate the fulfillment of your mission. So resourcefulness is not necessarily creating a new, original, or innovative idea. Resourcefulness is taking an idea that may be new for you or new for your organization, but really has been around a while, but adapting that idea and implementing it in ways that accelerate the fulfillment of your mission. That's what I mean by resourcefulness. Now, different surveys have been done about this, and depending on the study, researchers think that about 3 to 10% of people are real innovators, are inventors, or really have this creativity that I'm describing today. Only about 3 or 10%. But a lot more leaders are resourceful. A lot more leaders have the capacity to take ideas that other people innovate or create and convert those ideas into something they can use in their ministry context. So whether you see yourself as creative or resourceful, I want you to think today with me about what you can do to prompt more creativity and more resourcefulness in your problem-solving in relationship to the ministry challenges you're facing. Now, in order to help you do that, today I'd like to give you some suggestions about how to be a more creative and resourceful leader. First of all, I'd like to give you some things that will prompt you to be a more creative thinker or to be more resourceful in applying ideas in creative ways to your ministry setting. And then I want to talk with you about two or three or four things you can do that really do help to develop more creative leadership solutions using the team of people that you're working with on a regular basis. So first of all, let's think about what we can do to prompt more creative or at least more resourceful thinking about the ministry problems we're facing day by day. The first thing I would encourage you to do is to re-engage your imagination through play. Now, you may be thinking, Uh, I'm not a preschooler. I don't play. Well, every person needs to play. Every person needs to disengage their mind from the routine of work, the routine of life, and re-engage their mind by some meaningful way that creates some new ways of thinking, new ways of of seeing the world, new ways of experiencing uh, time. Now, for me, Play is not any longer uh, going out and joining a softball team or anything like that. 
For me, play is doing something that really engages my mind in a recreational uh, framework or recreational frame of mind. So it can be something as simple as reading fiction, uh, watching or going to a sporting event. It can include going to a community play or community activity. Uh, It can include uh, spending time with my grandchildren and playing with them in some kind of game or activity that they'll enjoy. It's something that re-engages my mind outside of work and my normal routines of scheduling and reinvigorates my thinking and processing. Play. Now, you may say, well, that's really hard for me. I'm so committed to my work. I'm so devoted to what I do. I'm such a slave to my schedule. Well, I understand all that. And there's certainly a time and a place for dedication and focus and discipline. And you've heard me talk about those things on the podcast in other, in other contexts and settings. But part of play, what the Bible sometimes calls rest, part of play is re-engaging our minds in a fresh way, in a new way, getting ourselves out of the ruts and out of the schedules and out of the common frameworks or patterns of thinking that we use day in, day out, helping us to think differently about what we do. So one of the things that really does engage your more creative way of thinking about your work is to pull away from your work, pull away from your normal schedule, and re-engage your imagination through play. Here's a second suggestion. Use your best time for creative thinking, your best time. Now, every one of us has a different best time. Uh, It's pretty obvious if you were uh, in our uh, house, you'd see that just with my wife and I. Uh, I'm uh, the classic morning person. Wake up early, uh, 90 seconds after my eyes open, I'm fully operational and ready to go for the day. And the exact opposite. She has a hard time getting rolling in the morning, likes to take it slow, wants to ease into her day. The exact opposite happens at the end of the day. When it's time to close out the day, I can uh, turn out the lights and usually be asleep in 90 seconds. And on the other hand, likes to stay up late, enjoys those evening hours, has a hard time winding it down and then finally does go to sleep sometime after I do most nights. We've learned over the years that we have different best times, and that's fine, and every one of us is different like this. Some of you are best time is in the morning. Some it's in the evening. Some it's in the afternoon. Some it's different times for different people. You get the idea. Use your best time for creative thinking. Now, there's two of these time slots for me. The first one is early in the morning. Uh, I like to get up early, and I like to come to work a little early. I usually like to get here before most anyone else does, so I have some time just to be alone, to work and think and plan and work not only on my day, but on some of the problems I'm facing that have to be dealt with in in my ministry. The other best time for me, and this may seem kind of surprising to some of you who may struggle with travel or flying or with those kinds of uh, activities, but my other best time is long airplane trips. When I'm uh, on an airplane, it's like I go into a a cocoon, a cone of silence, if you will. I have two, three, four, sometimes five hours of uninterrupted time just to think. In fact, uh, it's been a joke here among the vice presidents at Gateway over the years that 
Uh, one of the things they most dislike is when they find out that I'm coming home from a long plane trip because they know that when I get back from one of these, that I'm going to walk in with two or three or 10 new ideas that occurred to me when I had nothing to do for two to five hours, but just to think. So that's some of my best time. Now, I don't know when your best time is, but you need to reserve that best time to think about the most perplexing problems you're facing and to let your mind range over the possibilities for solutions to come up with new and creative or new and resourceful ideas about how to solve those problems. Don't fritter away your best time with uh, ridiculous surfing of the internet or doing mindless tasks or doing routine work that you know you can do with one eye closed. Don't do that. No, make sure that you push those activities into times of your day when you are less uh, focused and less capable and they are focused in, or they're moved into what you might call your worst times. But save the best time for when you can do your most creative work on the problems you're facing. So re-engage your imagination through play. And second, reserve your best time every day or your best time every week for your most creative thinking when you simply are able to mull over the challenges and problems and difficulties you have and come up with creative solutions. Here's the third thing that helps. To be a more creative thinker, change your location for your thinking from time to time. So if you're able to, go to the beach. Borrow a cabin in the woods. Go to a local conference center or retreat center. Check in with your local Baptist camp or something like that and see if they have an inexpensive rate where you can come and stay for a day. Change your location. Now, I've seen this play out here again at the seminary in an interesting way. I'm a bit of a cheapskate, and I don't really like to spend money on some things. And one of the things I don't like to spend money on is on uh, staff retreats. Uh, and so I have a really hard time, you know, paying for hotels and meals and travel to take our team away for one, two or three days because I just think about the money that it's costing. And, oh, can't we get the same thing done by meeting here in our building? But I've learned over the years that not every week or not every month, but occasionally, if I will find a way to change the location, I can reinvigorate the conversation and shift the thinking of the group into more imaginative ways of problem solving. So we slip away for a day to a house or to a conference center or to another school that will let us borrow some of their facilities. We find a way to get that new location and that brings with it just a fresh energy, a fresh perspective, some fresh conversation, and some imaginative problem solving that we weren't able to do in the other place. When I said earlier, re-engage your imagination through play, I said pull away from your normal schedule, your normal activities, your normal place of working. And in reinvigorating yourself through play, one of the things you're doing is reconnecting uh, in some new way with some new circumstances, with some new problems, with some new activities, and that re-engages your mind. The same kind of principle applies by just changing locations. Taking your team away for a day or for a weekend or for a couple of three days retreat gives you the opportunity to reinvigorate by being in a new place. Now, I know this can be difficult because of the expense involved. 
But sometimes that expense is actually an investment in a healthier future for your organization. So don't shy away even from spending a little money to make this happen, but investigate the possibilities of doing it rather inexpensively before you simply reject the possibility outright. Now let's move on with a fourth idea about how you can engage more creative thinking and more resourceful thinking about the problems that you deal with in ministry leadership. Engage with people that I'll call on the edge. Engage with people on the edge. Now what I mean is, uh, listen to some people who are doing it differently than you are, and maybe even some people that you don't like the way they're doing it. You have some reservations about the way they're doing it. You have some questions about their methodologies or their practices. Listen to people on the edge. And then another way to do this is to listen to people on the edge of other disciplines that may have some tangential connection to what you do, but may not exactly be in your field. For example, one of the things I'm paying a lot of attention to these days is what people are saying about how middle schoolers and high schoolers are learning and how education is changing at the middle school and high school level. Now, that has no direct application to the seminary on a daily basis except for this. Ten years from now, those middle schoolers and high schoolers will be coming to school at our, at our place, and they'll be expecting, expecting us to understand how they learn, how they access education, and what that has meant to them over the past decade. we got to know what that's about. So I'm listening to people on the edge of education, at least from my perspective. They're not in seminary work. They're on the edge of middle school and high school, and that's an edge for me, but it's a place that really informs me about the kind of creative thinking I've got to do about the future to be ready for those students when they get here. Another place I'm listening on the edge right now, I'm reading quite a bit about how other industries and organizations are managing workspace and work scheduling. Now, I know it's uh, very common in the culture to hear people uh, uh, with articles and, and news stories about working from home and working remotely and flex schedules and all of these things. Well, that's only working in a select few industries. There's still a lot of jobs that you have to show up in person in order to be able to do them effectively. And so I'm really studying and listening right now to people who are on the edge, people who are on the edge on issues of scheduling and workplace usage and workplace location and how that's all working out in various fields, not just the field that I work in, which is education and particularly seminary education, but I'm listening to how this is playing out in areas like medicine and social services and counseling and other things that are somewhat like what we do, but not necessarily the same. So I'm listening to people, engaging with people, learning from people who are, quote, on the edge. And this, as I said, can include interfacing with people who are on the edge of doing things in your own discipline, like I might listen to other seminaries who are doing things in an edgy kind of way. But even more importantly, it's about listening to people who are on the edge of doing things in ways that you may not affirm or understand or embrace, but you need to see and understand and perhaps learn from. And then learning from people on the edge, meaning that you look at other industries that aren't exactly like yours and ask, what can I learn from what they're experiencing, what they're saying, what they're doing, writing and communicating? Learn from people on the edge. Now, the, these next two suggestions really go together. If you're an extrovert, 
Another way to engage creativity is to talk out your ideas. If you're an introvert, another way to engage creativity is to write out your ideas. And by the way, if you work with people who are both introverts and extroverts, you supervise them or you want to get the best from them, especially in the area of creativity, you've got to learn to use both methods. For example, there are some employees here at Gateway that if I want to get their most creative juices flowing, I'll call them into a meeting and say, uh, let's kick around some ideas. Let's bounce some things off each other. Let's throw out all the different suggestions we can come up with. And they love doing that because they're extroverts. They like to talk out their ideas. But I learned a long time ago that if you do that with a group of introverts, everybody's going to leave the meeting frustrated. So instead, what I do with introverts is call them into a meeting and say, here's the problem. Here are some possible solutions. Here are some resources available that we know of that we have to solve the problem. Why don't you go and think about this and write a one or two page summary of your best ideas to fix this challenge? And I have seen over and over and over again, introverts come up with really creative, innovative, resourceful solutions to problems when given time to process them and to write them rather than to be in a meeting bombarded with so many words from the extroverts who are trying to throw out all the ideas possible and winnow them uh, verbally with each other. So these two ideas sort of go together. I would describe this as processing out ideas and getting people to communicate their ideas in the way that's most helpful to them. So we want to re-engage our imaginations through play, use our best time for creative thinking and problem solving, change our locations, go to a beach, the cabin in the woods, a local retreat center, a fellow church that will let you borrow their facility, do something to change your location. Engage with people on the edge, meaning that you connect with, learn from, interface with people who are creatively solving problems in ways you might not have considered. And then process this information. Get extroverts to talk about their ideas, introverts to write about their ideas, but in some means, get the people around you processing information in the way that is most helpful to them to draw out of them their best and most creative ideas. And if you're an extrovert, find somebody to talk about your ideas. And if you're an introvert, write your ideas and process on them and let them flow out of you onto the page in front of you and let that be the way that you creatively put down your new ideas. And then one last thing that helps me is to imagine what I call the dream scenario. If I'm trying to creatively solve a problem, rather than say, how can I tweak what is, I'll sometimes step back and say, all right, if this situation never existed, if these circumstances were not here today, what would I do to create the best future scenario possible? You know, we've got a situation right here at the seminary right now that we're working on. And I actually said to the vice president who's leading the, the study, look, I want you to stop trying to tweak what is, and I want you to imagine that nothing existed and you'd been asked to create it from scratch. What would it look like? Now, you may come back and say, well, if I create it from scratch, it'll be so different than what we have now that we'll have a huge challenge bridging that gap. You know what? We may very well have a huge challenge. and We may have to make some adjustments. We may have to scale down the dream just a bit. But let's not assume that we can't boldly make those changes. Let's see what the future could look like, and then let's challenge ourselves to take the leap 
and move from what we are to what we could become. But one way to get a creative thinking going is to say, let's dismiss what is, stop trying to tweak or improve or better what we have. And on this particular issue in this particular area, let's just dream if nothing else existed and we were asked to create it from scratch today, what would it look like? And get that kind of creativity flowing in problem solving. So these are some suggestions about how you can be a more creative thinker, a more resourceful problem solver. Re-engage your imagination through play. Use your best time for creative thinking. Change your location. Engage with people on the edge. Process your ideas. If you're an extrovert, talk them out. If you're an introvert, write them out. Get other people to do the same with you. And then imagine, imagine a desirable future. Stop thinking about how can I tweak what we have and think that from that question, you'll get creativity or resourcefulness in your answers. Instead, say, if we set aside what we are and created something that we dream of, what would it look like? What would I envision? What would it creatively become? And if that happened, then you might have much more creative solutions. Now, these, have mostly, these suggestions have mostly focused on what you can do to become a more creative more resourceful ministry leader. Now let's broaden it out a bit. How can you work with the people around you to help them become a wellspring, if you will, of greater creativity for your organization? Now, you can also change the location of your team. I've already referenced that, where you take your team away for a retreat or a kind of a planning meeting or some kind of dream session in another location. That's one thing you can do. I've already talked about engaging people and asking them to talk out or write out their ideas. We've talked about that as well in the context of how you can become more creative yourself. But now here's a few more ideas or at least some ideas that build on those. First, to have more creative resourceful solutions in your organization. Access your most creative employees. Access your most creative employees and ask them for their best ideas to solve problems that are besetting your organization. For many years here at Gateway, we've had one employee that we all jokingly said was the most creative person that any of us had ever worked with. It was a frequent thing for me to present a problem to him and say, here's the problem. Give it some thought and come back to me with your best ideas. He would almost always come back with a list. And if he had seven or eight ideas on his list, here's what I would do with them. Usually three of them were crazy, just completely irrational, unacceptable, no can do, not even anywhere on the chart. Probably two or three of them would be, huh, now that's interesting. Maybe I've thought of it before. Maybe it's a new idea on something I've thought about before. Maybe it's a new idea that I give some consideration to. Hmm. But usually there was one idea on the page that was something I had never thought of before, never entered my awareness before, Never even imagined it could be a possibility before getting that list. And I would look at it and think, that is brilliant. That's exciting. It's innovative. It's creative. It's original. 
it really gets me thinking about solving this problem in a way I never had before. Now, look, not all your employees are this creative or this resourceful. Not all of your church members are this creative or this resourceful. Not all of your elders, not all of your leadership team. But it doesn't take long in an organization to find out who the really uh, creative, resourceful people are that think this way almost naturally. Once you know them, access them. Access them by asking them to participate in this creative process of problem solving for the future. Now, you may say, yeah, but aren't they offended if they bring you seven or eight ideas and you only use one? No, they're not. Listen, these kind of people know that most of their ideas are crazy, that most people aren't going to do the things they dream up, but they also know that every now and then they hit on one that really is workable, exciting, paradigm shifting, does solve a perplexing problem, And so don't be discouraged or don't think they'll be discouraged by you not using all their ideas. And don't let that hold you back from asking them to participate. So a second way to get your team more involved in problem solving is to brainstorm ideas with your team. Uh, This means your elders, your church members, your leadership council, your staff, whoever you work with as your team. Brainstorm lots of ideas with them so that when you're Dealing with a problem, rather than just throwing out your solution and telling them that's what we're going to do, why don't you instead say, hey, listen, here's the problem. Now, let's just brainstorm this. What are all the crazy kind of possible solutions we could think of that could solve this? And when you're doing this, don't stifle the silly or the outrageous ideas. Now, this has happened to me so many times, I find it to be a pattern. We'll be having one of these brainstorming sessions and different ideas will be popping up and some of them are not that exciting. Some of them are kind of tired. Some of them we already immediately know are crazy, but then someone will say something and it won't be a fully formed idea. It won't be a fully formed strategy. It won't lay out the full roadmap, but someone will say something that causes me to say, hang on a second. That spurs something in my mind. What if we took that idea that you just said and tweaked it this way or moved it this way or combined it with this and started creating strategy to solve this problem? That's happened to me so many times that that's now what I listen for in a brainstorming session. I don't listen for the fully formed idea that tells me all the solution. Instead, I listen for that thing which motivates me, which causes me to say, yeah, wait, that's it. But that's just a piece of it. That's just a part of it. That's just the germ of it. Now let's take that and amend it, shape it, build on it, combine it, but let's build a solution off that idea. A third thing that I've learned to do in these kind of conversations, uh, accessing employees, brainstorming the employees, a a third thing I've learned to do is, is, is not to dismiss the impossible or the implausible too quickly. You know, there have been times when people have said things and I've just kind of rolled my eyes and thought we could never do that. That'll never happen. We could never make that that go. The board would never approve that. (laughs) But then the more we think about it, the more we talk about it, the more we come to understand, yeah, that's really what we need to do. So access your most creative employees, brainstorm ideas with them, and then third, Don't dismiss implausible, improbable, impossible ideas too quickly, recognizing that in those you may find more solution than you ever imagined. 
Well, today we've talked about being more creative in ministry leadership. And I go back to the beginning, to the definitions. Look, not all of us are super creative. We're not going to all create new, original, or innovative ideas that no one's ever thought of before in the history of the world to accelerate the fulfillment of our mission. We're not necessarily going to be that creative. We may have some creative ideas along the way, and we're grateful for that. But most of us are going to actually be resourceful. We're going to take ideas that come to us from various sources, and we're going to tweak them, shape them, remake them, package them, and we're going to turn them into ideas that help us fulfill our mission. Creativity and resourcefulness. They're essential skills for leaders today. You know, so many of the problems that are coming at us these days, so many of the problems that are coming at us these days are out of the ordinary, out of the norm. There's really not very much a historical pattern to them. Most of us, for example, have never lived through a pandemic. Don't know anything about that, but we do now. We had to come up with creative and resourceful solutions to those kinds of problems. Listen, if you're a leader today, you're not going to be able to depend on the education you got 20 years ago to see you through the challenges you're facing right now. And you're not gonna be able to depend on the ideas of yesterday to solve all the problems of tomorrow. You're going to have to find ways to be more creative and more resourceful, to create the solutions necessary to accelerate the fulfillment of your mission as it serves God's mission. I try to help you today to be more creative and more resourceful. Put these ideas into practice this week as you lead on.